We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or a grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. That's what, whenever, whenever you roster Holobus in the past, and they're like, I'm winning, and it's like the 89th minute, it's like, he hasn't been sent off yet. <laughs> yeah, we uh, right. Like people, people want like clean sheets to show up uh, after sixty minutes, so you know where you are. Like Holobus, you should just start the game at negative one and a half, just right. to make sure you get there. But anyway. Hello and welcome into another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, senior soccer editor of Rotowire. Joining this Friday, what do we got here? February 5th by Jordan Cooper to talk about Saturday's Premier League slate. Jordan, we were uh, teased a little bit earlier this week with uh, some simultaneous starts. I guess we do get some um, on Saturday, but we're back to our 9 to 5s. Yeah, we're going to be playing all day. <laughs> I mean, uh, and then most of the exposure in your lineup may come in the late game. Fun. Fun. Great. Can't wait. Mm. Uh, yeah. Four-game slate, we got Burnley at Brighton, Newcastle, excuse me, Burnley home against Brighton, Newcastle home against Southampton as the uh, 10 a.m. Eastern starts, Fulham-West Ham at 12.30, please settle down, I know you're, it's all very exciting here, and then 3 o'clock, Man United home against Everton. Uh, and they're the biggest favorite, so Man United are minus 171, that's the highest total game, but it's still only two and three quarters, 
And then the rest are kind of pick'ems. I mean, it's all away favorites, but, I mean, over even money. And Brighton-Burnley is the lowest total at two. And the other two are like two and a half, two and a quarter. At best, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the pricing on the slate is fair. That's a nice way to put it. Well, is that is that too nice? I think it's fair. I don't I don't, I don't think it's I don't think some I don't think it's overpriced or underpriced. I think it's mostly fair. I don't think it's that's a term you've ever used for it. We usually say efficient. <clears throat> fair makes it sound is does sound nicer. It does. You're right. It does sound a little bit nicer. I think mostly efficient. There are some there are some players that I don't know. I mean, they, they, they'll be low owned. Like, why is Suchek seven thousand? Mm-hmm. I mean, like. Why is Pogba 7,100? But, I mean, like in that range, maybe we could find some overpriced players. But for the most part, I mean, based on the line of construction and the matchups, I think for the, mo- for the most part, I mean, you can you can build a lineup. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, there's, I don't think there's any players on the slate based on their prices that I'm like, got to jam them in yeah. no matter what. I agree with that. But because of, I also don't think there, uh, there might be one, maybe two, but like of guys who are like, he's so expensive, there's no way I'm playing him. Right. Right. But that, I don't even care about those guys. Those, those, those are not even in contention. I'm talking about the playable players. Yeah. Like, like the, the biggest decision on the slate, very similar to the last one, is do you pay 10-8 for Bruno Fernandez? And I think on the context of the slate that you do. You think you it's more build, of a discussion than I do. You can build a lineup with him. But, I mean, he's 10-8. He's fine. I mean, in GPP, I could see making lineups without him. Yep. But uh, the question comes in, in the forward spot, we do have some floor-based forwards. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's quite possible we may we may have some iffy but cheap upside values. And uh, you can make a combination of a bunch of them. So uh, the question comes in. It's kind of weird to say at the forward position that the biggest choice they have to make is do you pay 9200 for Pascal Gross? You're nodding your head. No. You could. March <clears throat> is out. I think, I think in the not only in the context of the slate, but particularly the pricing of everybody else, Gross is the most ex- overpriced player on the slate. Out of the playable pieces. Yeah. Because he's playable. I mean, like, they, I mean, we could talk about guys that, are you paying 7500 for Dwight Gale? No, you're not. Right. I mean, like, yeah. that. that's just ridiculous. Yes. But in, in, the, in the playable range. In the, true, like, in the true cash game player pool, I think Gross is, apologize, apologies, grossly overpriced. I think he would be fine if Man if Man United weren't on the slate. Sure. I think it comes down to like you wouldn't mind paying ninety two hundred for Gross and overpaying if you didn't have to pay ten eight for Bruno. Sure. I would if if Man United wasn't on the slate, Gross would be like eleven thousand. Okay, and then he'd still he'd still be like, who else are you gonna play? But I mean, I guess. But I mean, I'd rather play. I'd rather pay ninety two hundred for Gross than ninety five hundred for Rashford. Sure. Cash, okay. I mean, so, okay, let's, Antonio's 8,800. Like, you're not going to do that either. So, like, now gross doesn't become as gross. It's it's more of the price range. It's not necessarily, like, if Pascal Gross was, like, 8,200, 
then you could the whole lineup comes together much better. Yep. Just that playing Pascal Gross at 9,200 in the forward spot and Bruno in the midfield spot takes you away from like an expensive defender or the second forward. Like it, it just it ruins your line of construction as a whole. But I don't think on this slate you have to pay more than I don't think you have to pay more than 7,800. But you're more likely to pay not more than 7,600. For your forwards. Yep. No, I totally agree with that. I think the the difficulty with Gross is you're basically choosing him over Bruno because you're not you're probably not playing both of them. And then you're like, I mean, well, you could could play both of them, but you're you're gonna, gonna have to punt at a couple of places that you'd rather not. I think it's I think you're making the rest of your lineup incredibly suboptimal with both of them. Okay. And so. I agree with- so you're then going, actually, I'm going to take this $1,600 savings and not play the best play on the slate so I can play Pascal Gross in a forward spot when there are like six other guys I could play. True. So that's, would you that's the Pascal Sard Gross 80, decision. Would you play, yeah, but would you play Trossard at 8300 Like, I wouldn't do that. Not if Gross starts. Right. And then Hamez, as the biggest underdog on the slate, I'm not going to pay $8,200 for that. I agree. So really, I'm starting to get into this range where it's like Bowen at 7,800, Lookman at 7,600, and Dwight McNeil at 6,900. Mm-hmm. And I think that Lookman, as long as Cavalero doesn't isn't in, I mean, I think Lookman's the better play out of all three of them. <clears throat> I'm I'm on board with that. What do you do if Cavalero starts? You could play Cavalero. Right, I was going to say, like, it's, I think the conversation is less like, do you still play Lookman? Like, does it hurt Lookman, Lookman enough that you're like, no, I, I should just play Cavalero? Like, would you play I, Cavalero if he had no set pieces? He would be doable. I'd probably play McNeil over him. Right. And I'm not thrilled about playing Dan, uh, Dwight McNeil either. Right. <laughs> I agree. Right? I'm not. Because I'm looking more in this range underneath it where I, I call them the the upside value plays, like Ben Rama yep. at 6,300. Because he has no role on set pieces, but he does. He plays central attacking midfield and does shoot a lot. And yep. Yep. He, he probably doesn't play 90. He's a poor but, man's Antonio. Right. And then you got what they're going to do. What is Southampton going to do with Minamino? Because from a talent perspective, he may be the best player on Southampton now. I don't. Right. I mean, <clears throat> I think it's a pretty big leap of faith to play him in cash games. Right. I know, but I mean, you have to you have to admit that. It, uh, yeah, I'll have no role in set pieces with James Ward Prowse. It's not like he ever did anyway. But as like you know, in I, on Everton we have a Richarlison. You know, the Zahas, like those guys where they have high open play value, even though they don't have set pieces. Right. Like Minamino, we could turn out to be an eighty-five hundred dollar player. But we don't even know that yet. He could also turn out to be a forty-eight hundred dollars, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I wrote. Okay. I think that's it, though. I don't think you're going below. Um, Mina Mina. I think for value, if you needed it in the forward spot, is they still play? They still put uh, De Cordova Reed as a forward, and even though he traditionally plays as a, as a wing back, right? They play Anthony Robinson on yeah. one side and the covert, the 
DiCardova Reed on the other. And for 5,400, like, if you need to fill the forward spot, I don't I don't think that's, like, horrible. Yeah, he's in the third game, second second wave. So if he's out, you're basically choosing from West Ham, Everton, and Man United. And I'm not sure you're getting a forward player, actually. Well, you'd need a 2v2 or something. Yes. You need... Right, you'd already have Lookman in your lineup also, and then you also have uh, like a defender. You may have a cheap midfielder, and you could do some type of flip or something. Yeah. I'm just I'm just mentioning it because it's it's viable. He's fine. Do you consider JBG thirty six hundred? Oh, he's priced every week where you're like, eh, like you got to think of it. I mean, yeah, I guess so. I guess you do. He's been horrible. Right, and he doesn't take any set pieces. Anymore. Yeah. But other than that, that 3,600 is pretty good. Well, it's better than a center rack. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but at midfield, I think the most interesting thing is what you do with your other two midfield spots. And I believe you're playing three midfielders on this slate. You're not playing three defenders. Yep. One of them is going to be Bruno. Yeah. Now the question is, do you go to mid range or do you go up and down? So that's that's the build. Currently, right now, I have the up and down build, and the up and down build contains a player that's in the seven K range. And I think the two that you'd be looking at are Ward Prowse at seventy nine hundred. They're in the same game, and Ryan Frazier at seventy seven hundred. It's possible. I played, I played Shelby last late. Thinking, oh, he's a set pay. He scored a goal, so he bailed me out. Uh, oh, but, shocking! Uh, but Frazier took everything. Everything, yeah. Which, it's which, possible, which he, which he should be. He should be taking. Yeah, everything. it's possible Richie comes back in too. Okay, if Richie comes back in, to me that that like eliminates me from playing Frazier at seventy seven hundred. And it, it doesn't mean I'm playing Richie at eighty five hundred either. Right. right. You, but you, you, at least you're not playing Richie at eighty five hundred, right? I'm not. Okay, because I, I say I don't play Richie at 7,000. You, you look at me funny. Yes, no. Uh, 8,500 is nuts. I'm out on Richie, but obviously uh, Frazier. So I guess the real question is if Frazier's out, but Richie starts, do you play Shelby? Not at 7,300. 7,300 is such a classic price where like it's probably right, but we've played him so often at 47 and 5,700. And for, uh, excuse me, 43 and 5,300, that like paying 7,300 feels like we're getting ripped off. Right. But you definitely play him over Pogba and Suchek. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I think that's mostly the dead range. Like in between like 5K and 7K, there's like no one. They're all forward. Most of them are forward eligible anyway. Yeah. Or they're not going to start or, you know, they're out. Because then I look, the next the next guy is like Westwood. And it's like, why not? Eh. I mean, you get what you get, whatever. 5K. I'm, dis- I'm disappointed you just skipped right over Juan Mata. He's not going to start. But st- that doesn't matter. We still have it doesn't to. doesn't matter. If he's not, not going to start, there's no point in me mentioning Juan Mata. Juan Mata is always worth mentioning. What the hell is going on with Jesse Lingard? <laughs> he's the best player in the Premier League. Apparently. Do you think he even starts this game after just playing? Yeah. Really? He scored twice. How do you bench him? Well, he played almost the whole game. Yeah. 
He's fresh, man. He hasn't played in years. <laughs> right. He hasn't played in years. That's why. I think there are dumber plays than Jesse Lingard. Oh, so oh, so you think he's a dumb play? I think I think he's a dumb play, and I think there are dumber plays. I think people will absolutely play him. And well, what makes against... him a bad play at forty nine hundred though? It's not like he's seven thousand. Yeah, that's fair. But to me, I view Lingard even after, even with the two goals that he's just scored, like what's the difference between him and Lanzini and Fornells and any anyone that would play that position for West Ham? Like nothing, right? Yeah. Like Fornells at forty six hundred, you're like, I hope he gets two points, right? He either gets two or he gets seventeen or something, right? He's one of those types of play. Same for Lanzini. Whoever, whoever's in that front three, like is typically like. It's going to be Bowen and then two other guys. And if it's Ben Rama, at least he fills a forward spot. And right. he's also someone that could get three or 17 points. So like for the price, like it's just a very, it's not to me. I don't think the price is bad. I just think the range of outcomes is way wide. Sure. And the difference comes in is like, would you rather guarantee yourself uh, a range of like four to six points with Ashley Westwood? <laughs> Or would you rather take the risk on uh, Lingard, Fornells, one of those West Ham players that could easily get 1.5? Yeah. <clears throat> and get one and a half while playing 75 minutes. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Yeah. It's the not only... like one and a half and it's like, oh, and he came off for it. Like, no, actually, he played the whole game and did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only benefit of Lanzini is that he has taken set pieces once before. And so there's like that maybe he might but like, you know, Cresswell and Bowen out there. I mean, whatever. I think Alan St. Maximin is better than all of them. There, there's the guy. That's the guy. That's the guy I, I had in my lineup last late. Me too. I the switch. Me too. Right. I got stuck with him. And my switch looked good in the very beginning. And then once Man United scores nine goals, doesn't look so good anymore. <clears throat> I, do I remember correctly that you ended up without Bruno? Yeah, because I I had to I had to think in term because I had but, but the, the guys that I had left were Bruno Shaw and ASM. ASM. Yep, and ASM. So I could have switched ASM to just Harry Maguire or something, and left Bruno and Shaw. Uh, my lineup was below the pace in double up. It was up there, but I used a lot of earlier players while yeah. other people weren't using earlier players. So I computed that I was I was be- I was technically behind. Sure. So I'm like, I know Bruno's chalk. I know Shaw's chalk. Like, what is what is McGuire gonna? Uh, McGuire's not gonna be chalk. But am I gonna have too much overlap with Bruno and Shaw that McGuire's six points won't even make a difference? Like, I'm still gonna lose. Right. So I'm like, okay. How do I get rid of ADM? Which is more important, Bruno or Shaw? I thought in the defender spot with Man United set pieces, Shaw was more valuable. So I'm like, how, how do I switch Bruno into some and, and Maguire into something else? Well, who's negatively correlated to Bruno? Probably Rashford for goals. So I went Rashford, Shelby. So right. there you go. Rashford, Shaw, Shelby. And then Shelby scores in the beginning. And I'm like, this is great. And then Bruno, first four goals, like sitting there with nothing and i'm and like Rashford I have has Rashford one too. Goal. and i'm like i'm great and not anymore not when he scores 43 fantasy points after that yeah i um <clears throat> i was in the same situation 
uh, or at least I thought I was. Oh, last week was when I changed my cache lineup accidentally. Um, so I was editing a GPP lineup, what I thought was a GPP lineup, and submitted it at 12.59, or no, 9.59. No, what was that, Tuesday? Yeah, 12.59. And as soon as I saw like Slate Lock, I realized I had made a my one of my GPP lineups, my cache lineup. Um, which wasn't fun, but I, I had Bruno Shaw and, and ASM going in the end. And I was like, I was behind and I was like, I know everyone has Bruno. So like I ended up keeping Bruno. I kept Shaw and I'm like this last spot. I wasn't so far behind. I was like, this last spot's going to get me there. And I went with Fred and Fred was absolutely crushing in the second half. And I ended up like a point short. Um, so you still didn't get there. But I still didn't Fred. get there. Right, so that so you, it would have been better off for you to switch, even though you would have still lost. Yeah, right. But your calculation, you know, you you didn't get the the line right. Uh, I did, Fred got a like a late uh, committed too late f- fouls or something like like he was I was there and then I, he committed oh, a foul and I was down. under. Oh, he pulled a Jose Holobus. It was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's when whenever whenever you roster Holobus in the past and you're like I'm winning. And it's like the 89th minute. It's like he hasn't been sent off yet. <laughs> yeah, we uh, right. Like people, people want like clean sheets to show up uh, after 60 minutes, so you know where you are. Like Holobus, you should just start the game at negative one and a half, just right. to make sure you get there. But anyway, Granit Jaka, There's a plenty of those types yeah, of players. Exactly. Exactly. Giovanni goals always start. He only gets 10 points for a goal. <laughs> He's already <laughs> points behind. Right. <laughs> um, Can you play Ruben lost this cheek here at 4300? He was good at thirty four hundred. Yeah. Lastly, I I think it's possible he doesn't play or doesn't start. And being in the second game, I think I'd wrap. You know that ASM is going to be in already, so I think that's just where I go. No, of course, but I'm just saying if ASM doesn't, play. I think ASM oh. starting at forty four hundred. He's underpriced. I agree. Yeah, we said the even same he, thing earlier this week. Yeah, right. Even if he plays seventy minutes, I think he's underpriced. <clears throat> right, like when you look at. ASM 44, Almiron 72, Shelby 73, Frazier 77, Richie 85. Like, that's uh, that's off. And even if, like, someone like Jacob Murphy starts at 3,900, I think he's fine. I wish he was defender eligible since he always plays as a right back. Yeah. But whatever. But then outside of that, once you go below that, it's, it's hello, Fred. I think Fred's a fine play. Right. But I think that's what you're doing at the two other mid, uh, two other spots. If you go up and down, you're playing something like Frazier, Fred. And if you're not going up and down, you're doing something like uh, uh, ASM and Westwood and then a goalkeeper or something. You know, I don't know. You're doing something like that. That mid-range is just awful. Garbage, right. Because you could also play Ward-Prowse and Fred. You could play Bowen in a midfield spot even, and do that. But at some point, maybe you have to consider maybe instead of doing going up and down, you do something like Westwood and ASM or ASM and Loftus-Cheek and then just pay up for a De Gea or something. Or you pay up for Cresswell in your second defender spot. Yeah, I think that's more reasonable, yeah. Right, or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, like um, the upper tier defenders in their price range are significantly better than the midfielders. 
Yes. But we may we may get a cheapy defender though. Mm-hmm. Right. But basically the top two defenders on the slate are Shaw and Cresswell. Right? That's it. And I think Shaw is like considerably better. Yes. At sixty seven hundred. Luke Shaw. But everyone in the mid-range, like, I, I, I don't think there's a point. Like, Kufal and Tet and Robinson, like, why? Uh, you play them because you have the salary. Right, but that would be the only reason. Like, yep. I'm not going out of my way. Yep. To me, the the, the guy that I want to see in, in in Southampton's lineup is Ramsey. Yeah. Because Valerie's gone. He went to Birmingham City, so he he's not going to be there. Yep. And if, if Kyle Walker-Peters is, is out, like, who else do they have? They're going to play this kid. He's made 2,700. He's made two career starts in the Premier League. One last week or earlier this week and one two seasons ago. He's played Man City and Man United. That's it. That's all he does. That's mm-hmm. all he plays. Yeah. Like, he was awful last week, but they were down... Not to 10 men, like two minutes in. Right. And then down to nine men. But then nine, yeah. Right. As the biggest underdog on the slate. Right. So yeah, probably not getting forward much in that scenario. Probably not. And he's in the, the early part of the slate anyway, so we'll know at lock if he's in or not. Right. The lineups that I want to know are, are early. I think that's, I think that. I, I'm less concerned about the Man United lineup because let's say Shaw's not in, I just play Telus. Right. Most likely Bruno's in. I, I don't see a scenario where he's not in. So like what am, that that those are the guys that and Fred, I could always switch to some garbage guy. I mean, sure. who cares? It's 34. It's Fred. Even if I am playing him, but I I want to see what the Newcastle lineup is. Yeah. Richie Frazier, Shelby, that type of situation. I want to see Brighton. Brighton. I want to yeah. see how they're going to line up. You never know. McNeil doesn't start for Burnley, and then you play Robbie Brady or something like that. Who knows? Then you play JBG. Or that just makes Westwood a better play. Right. But at the end of the day, it's, we're talking about Burnley. They're not priorities. <laughs> the only guy you know is going to start is James Ward-Prowse because I don't think he ever comes off the field. Has he ever been substituted this season? <laughs> I mean, literally, this season. Uh, that's a good question. All I see are 90s. Yeah, you're correct. Like he literally plays every single game, every single Premier League game for Southampton and never gets substituted. So do you want to know how many minutes he played last season? 38 starts. It's 3,420 minutes is is the entire season. Okay. How many do you think Ward-Prowse played? All of them. Every single second. <laughs> Last season, he played all 38 games and he played 90 minutes in all of them. Every game in a COVID uh, rescheduled season. And he has started this season 1890 of 1890. Which so. means if you play him this week, he gets injured. Right. <laughs> 14th minute. Uh-oh. <laughs> Is there any reason not to play Nick Pope? No, he's going to be the most popular goalkeeper against Brighton as a as a home at home at forty two hundred. 
No, there you go. There's there's the goalkeeper, which means negative six. <laughs> I just I really can't see the negative six happening. Well, we'll see it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> if you're playing him, if I'm playing him, yeah. But I mean, you could. I think all of the home underdog keepers, Darlow, Ariola, Pope, are all the same. So why not save the four hundred? Right. Right. It's more of that type of thing. But if you like your lineup and it ends up with 4,600 remaining, then then you're playing Darlow. Ariola at 4,400. I think I think that's going to be the range. You're either doing that or you're paying up for De Gea. I don't see a world where you're playing Fabianski. No, you're not going to pay 5,200. 5, You'll find the 500 and yeah. get up to you know, why. 24 points incoming. There you go. That guarantees that. I don't see a world where you play the goalkeeper that ends up with 24 points. Yeah, I think it's an easy slate. It's not an easy slate. The more the more that you think it's an easy slate, the, the worse that you typically do, right? Uh, <laughs> if you build your lineup at that, when the lineup's coming, you know, an hour before lock, and two minutes later you're like, I got it, it's perfect. Those are the slates where you lose all your money. <laughs> the problem is, is that two minutes in, you still have four lineups to go. Like you still don't even know who's playing in the next two games. Right. Which is always fun. All right. <laughs> Anybody has any follow-up for Jordan, you can find him on Twitter at Blenderhead. That is Blender HD. You can find me at Rotowire Andrew. Uh, you can also find Jordan, uh, Jordan, all of Jordan's stuff at theoryofdfs.com. Is, uh, is the YouTube channel also... Th- Slash Theory of DFS? No, it's slash Jordan Cooper. Oh, okay. YouTube.com slash Jordan Cooper. There are some fantastic resources there to becoming a better daily fantasy sports player. I highly recommend it, so check that out. Uh, if you are not a Roto- RotoWire subscriber, excuse me, and would like to try us out, you can go to rotowire.com slash pod. That's P O D. Uh, gets you 10 free days to the site, gets you access to all of the soccer tools and pages that we have. So feel free to check that out. Jordan, thank you for that. And good luck on Saturday. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.